Hello and welcome to Across the Acres, a Bex Hybrids podcast, where our goal is to connect, challenge, and inspire each and an each and every one of you by interviewing others whom have a story or message to share. My name is David Ringer. I am your host. I'm joined by my producer, engineer, man behind the board, Morgan Hello. Fitch. Hi. How is Morgan Hello. today? I'm good. How are you? Good. You went with the hoodie. I did. It's a little chilly. It's, it's kind of chilling down out there. Yeah. And uh, this will be our December episode. This so will be. Gentle I'm trying snow to play the part. will be falling. You know what I mean? Right. And it's He's always trying. cold out here in I feel like it in is. that time of year. In this it time is. Of year, so. Marketing studio is never warm, but that's okay. Yeah. Jason Morehouse is with us today. Jason, how are you, sir? Great, David. Thanks Good. for having me. Oh, we are thrilled to have you. This is going to be a great day because this is one of the many people at Bex Hybrids that does so much and very few people know what you do. And, and that's sad, but customers, dealers perhaps have never met you. Is that fair to say? Probably, yeah. And- if without you eesh, and your team, we need you very, very badly. They really need my team. I don't know that they <laughs> need me we per se. We can live without but, you. But, yeah, yeah, there you uh, go. But no, after spending a perspective ship with you, which by the way, a perspective ship is what we at Bex call basically live a life for a day with another department. And I got to spend a day with you and I learned things and I thought, oh my there's just more going on here than meets the eye. David, I learned some things too. So that was, Ooh. it was mutual. It was good. Jason's like, oh, I didn't know we did that. How cool is that? That's good to know. And by the way, you carry a spectacular goatee. How long oh. have you had a goatee? Whew. I bet it's, it's pushing eight years, eight to 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. You and rock it. Thank he you. does. Yeah. He just nails it. Now, it's just because I can't do a beard. It, oh. it doesn't really fill in on the sides. That'll be my secret here. Um, okay. That's why be, you just got power through that. Can time. we just do yeah. a fast four now that we, <laughs> yeah, we got that one out of the way? Yes. Beard well, or goatee? Goatee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have a beard amongst us. That That is a beard. That is a beard. I mean, wow. I don't know. John's taking pictures. Oh, oh John. Oh, yeah, we forgot this. about John's beard over there. So, but it. The beauty of, of individual expression, whether beard, <laughs> goatee, hair color, uh, as we had Will a couple of months ago on our podcast, individual expression, he's with us in studio here today. We love that at Bex, and we get to celebrate that. How cool is that? Our culture doesn't dictate that we can't be who we are. That's right. Pretty special. Mm -hmm. Tell us about you, family, background. Sure. Whatever you'd like to tell. So uh, married for 15 years to my lovely wife, Sarah. Okay. We've got two kids, uh, 10 and 7, uh, Mitchell and Emma, okay. and uh, it's great, great years. Every, every season is mm -hmm. good, but uh, this, is, this is a really good one. It is a very, very good season. You are out of car seats, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but they can get themselves in and out of the van without killing anyone. That's right. And you don't have to lift or carry. It's They're self-sufficient-ish. They can buckle themselves. Yes. Yeah, that's great. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, and your wife, Sarah, mm -hmm. approves of the goatee. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to make sure she, you know, was I threatened there. to remove it and she's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I look a lot younger without facial hair. So okay. when, I, when I started now. at Bex uh, 20 years ago, I people thought I was still in high school. Uh, oh and how old were you? Uh, I started at 21. 21. Mm -hmm. Nice. Beck baby. I'm right. Is that right? No uh, other professional job tr true. before. Yes. Yep. It's That's Brad right. Fruth term. We're stealing it from him. Yeah. I think Brad's the one that coined that. I think so. It yeah. sounds like a Brad. 
It thing. does. We'll Brad, the, we're going to give credit to we'll him. We'll give him credit. Yeah. He's Brad the and I are like guy. pledge brothers, as it as it would be with Bex. We started at the same time, so okay. we went through the same onboarding wow. and all of those things. So okay, yeah. and he didn't rub off on you too much. Nah, we they've kind of put us in our own corners for good reason, and uh, that was why. Sides of the building, yeah. keep them separated. No fighting, yeah. no kicking, no biting. Oh, very Love good. Love Brad. Love Brad. Yeah, he's a great guy, and and his uh, podcast was a blast to do because I think he said he was going to get fired four times, and he still works here, and that was like a year ago. Yeah, so he true. didn't get fired. Maybe he did, and he just keeps showing up. Ooh, he's the guy that's still getting his paycheck. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I think so. There's probably a stapler involved in that as well. <laughs> Tell us what your first role was at Bax. So when I started, I was a farmhand. I uh, okay. was in a tractor, uh, in a mower, cleaned out grain bins, did anything that needed. I worked at the dock. I It was before we had robots in the processing tower. So I would spend, spend a month on the bagging line, uh, Sorry to all the people that got those pallets, by the way, <laughs> but yes. yeah, just, just did the things that the frontline work, uh, that it takes to get seed out the door. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, college educated Purdue for four years, ag econ. Uh, hey. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Boiler a, up. Absolutely. Boiler up. I'm a fellow ag econ guy, uh, from a far superior university, but whatever that we won't go there today. Uh, bagging line. Was it what you thought you'd do graduating college? You know, honestly, you know, as a young person getting out of college and they kind of build you up to be like, man, you're going to rule the world someday. And uh, you're know, like, I, I'll give them all of my intellect and my smarts and what I've learned, but I don't want to sweat, right? It's sure. kind of what it feels a little like. Why, yeah. I'm above this a little bit. Uh, but one of the things that taught me by doing some of those other jobs is that there's a lot of different skills needed to make all this happen. And I'm not good at all of them. Amen. And and there's, we need to appreciate other people that have skills and just natural God-given talents to do things that I, I'm just not the best at. Right. So that's good. It is very good. Also, that speaks to our culture that I don't think anyone is too big for a job. Right. And let's get in and do it. Now, there are jobs we shouldn't do because I lack the skill to do them. You do not want me running that board in front of Morgan. <laughs> oh, my. I yeah. would be pressing buttons randomly and, you know, just say Bex would pop into the <laughs> podcast. But the problem with that mentality that potentially plagues generations that come out of college is to say, I'm above something. And that's just not a profitable attitude mm -hmm. in the long run. It right. serves us well. Yep to work a bagging line or shovel manure or whatever. It's and just good for us. One of the things that I miss most about being an early person in the organization or just being an even younger person in my 20s is people will give you a lot more permission to ask dumb questions. David, yes. I've been around here long enough that if I ask too dumb of a question, you're like, wait a minute, you don't what? know that? Yeah. What? You know, so... Part of it, and part of it, my style is to ask questions is a little bit of how I challenge people. So sometimes if I ask a question, I might already have an idea of what the answer is, but I want them to think about it for themselves. That's how they need to learn. And so uh, it can sometimes make people assume that I don't know what I'm doing as well. But sure. we, we, there's ways of working around that, but that True. I love asking questions. I really do. Absolutely. It, there's a disarming factor to it. Yeah. 
and it allows people to process and think through how they want to respond. Declarative statements can get a little judgy feeling. Yeah. Questions are, are less so, unless the, they're also judgy. But you do a great job of asking questions. And that is in part why uh, one of the many reasons I wanted to have you on here. Uh, Jason served as a mentor for me and uh, continues to do so, even though he may or may not know it. But just the way you go about life is this gentle spirit to you. It, is that inherited? Mom and dad, pretty gentle people? I Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a Morehouse family legacy, so to speak. They uh, were not all gentle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so talk but, about throwing your brother Brad under the bus. Oh, What's Brad we, like? Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, uh, he's the bigger brother, a little taller. Uh, yeah. And uh, you don't want to make him mad. You is don't want to make saying. him mad. But we okay. we had we had a good time. It was good brotherhood together. He is younger than you, though. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Okay, so younger brother ended up bigger. Yep. Hmm. Is that okay? It's all right. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I like to think I'm a little smarter, but that's debatable as well. <laughs> well but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two different career paths here at, at Bex. So Brad's in our sales department. Mm-hmm. You're much more on um, what I would call critical thinking yeah. and doing. And and the, that's just, again, different skill sets as yeah. you're talking. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is that? He and I can relate a lot, though, in terms of you know how you got to execute on strategies. And yeah. he can help challenge uh, thoughts that I've got that way. I, one of the things that I don't do as good a job of is being an activator for action. And you would think as a production manager, uh, you have to make things happen, right? A crop has to get produced. Things need to happen on a day in and day out basis. And I've lived those roles, but David, those are not the roles that I excel in best long run. And so I learned quickly to try to put other people in around me that are capable of like pulling the trigger, right? Absolutely. Man, the team works so much better when I'm the ones with the reins kind of pulling back and like, hey, are we thinking about this the right way? And there's other guys that are kind of coming in like, dang it, Morehouse, make a decision. Let's go do something. It, it works better that way. And that's just me and how the team will succeed better when I when those kinds of people are in my life. Absolutely. And then yeah. that's one of the many talents that you have is the ability to recognize your own deficiency and then surround yourself with the people whom fill that void. That takes humility. And so many people in our world today whom want to be in charge, seemingly, from the outside looking in, lack humility. And that gets us all into a lot of trouble yeah. when we think we know more biblical principle that pride comes before the fall. And so I just really appreciate that about you, how you don't, again, outside looking in, your team may listen to this and say, oh, that's a bunch of bull. But yeah. you, you just surround yourself with people who fill that void because humbly you recognize what you do well and what you don't do well. Yep, And that's a good thing. Uh, tell us a little bit, backing up just a bit before... Um, more about you. Sure. Hobbies. Hobbies. Uh, I, I'm really into basketball. I love college basketball and my son's into basketball and sports, anything sports. And so that's probably where I spend most of my hobby time. Okay. Um, I like cutting wood. Uh, father-in-law likes to run a chainsaw. So we'll clean a fence row. That's a good fun on a, on a, on a winter Saturday. Yes. So, Otherwise, I really like work. I really, really love working at Bex. I love the opportunities that afford 
uh, whether it be to you know travel to our different locations, working with people, working with processes. It's I really don't work a day in my life because I really enjoy this, and so I, there's hobbies in all of the things I do at Bex rather than needing to necessarily do things away from Bex. But it's important as I get older, I, I know I need to differentiate some of the things as well. So We're also in a similar stage of life uh, relative to still having kids that are dependent upon us. Uh, our hobbies have become, one, providing for our children, and then also providing for our children. <laughs> and so we, we, we can't afford kids. I can't afford a hobby. Yeah, no kidding. I can barely afford to feed my son who eats four meals. Uh, no, seven meals a day. Sorry, I said that wrong. He's a growing boy. He's a growing boy. Holy mm-hmm. moly, it's so true. And But that's expensive right now yep. in, in the world of rising inflation, and it is what it is. But the hobby you now have, as you well said, is work. But what do you do today? What you said production oh. manager, you're putting a crop out there, but what's Jason do every day? So it, every day is a little bit different um, and it's still somewhat seasonal. Most of my role is is team leadership and strategy. And so uh, yesterday I was in uh, with our team in Chillicothe, Ohio. I uh, spent the day with them, uh, they weren't cutting beans, but the corn harvest is all done. And so just reflecting on a group is okay. In the spring, these were a few goals that we had set out for ourselves. Uh, how do we feel about how we progressed at those? Uh, give my feedback as to, hey, I think we did this pretty well. I think we could still work on this a little bit more. Good job, you know, and, and celebrate some milestones along the way. That's, I am not naturally gifted at that, but I know that's a, a, a a bigger part of my role uh, that I need to make sure that we speak to those sorts of things. And uh, so that, that was what yesterday was about. Uh, the day before that, I was in my office all day, uh, phone calls, emails, setting up meetings, uh, coaching uh, people through issues, talking about what are we going to do this winter? What are the, what are there some things that we're going to try to accomplish that way? Um, uh, landlords uh, that may call and have, Hey, I, you know, I noticed this, what's going on here. All of the things every day is a little different. I love it. That's something I had not thought of before. We do try to raise the bulk of our crop on our own ground, Beck's own ground, but a lot of it's landlords. Yeah. And so you've got to manage a lot of relationships with people whom have different expectations than maybe we thought they should have or could have. I'm predicting human behavior is something no one has ever perfected. Right. So that's a lot to manage too. I, I really enjoy the business side. You know, you ag econ guy, yes. I like thinking a lot about the business of it all. And so I spend a lot of time in contracts and negotiating out what's, what's a win for them and what's a win for us and what can we do and what can we not do. And, um, I, I like thinking about those sorts of things. And so I, I can't execute on all the contracts. We've got relationships within the department that span my ability to be that kind of lead owner. And so it's it's now coaching other managers how we want to present what's Beck's brand and what does that mean to these growers? What does that mean to these uh, landowners, these contractors that might be providing this set of service to us? So um I am not good at it, but that is what I spend my time doing. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm guessing you're better at it than you think, only yeah. because you wouldn't still be doing it if you were bad at it. But I appreciate, again, the humility that the fact of the matter becomes that this business is not about growing seed. 
it is ultimately about getting seed to a customer so they can grow a crop. That's right. But your job has to be the front end of that. And that's the piece of the puzzle that sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle. We get on the sales side are very uh, complacent or maybe we take it for granted on occasion that the soybeans are going to look great when they come out of the bag or the box or the mini bulk. Hey, wow, those beans look beautiful. I get that comment a lot. And while you're not the guy putting the treatment on, you're the guy making sure they're pretty enough to put paint on because you Mm -hmm. can't put lipstick on a pig. That's right. That is the piece of the puzzle that it's so beautiful to think through. Wow, we're growing next year's product. We're we're harvesting it today. Yep. um, Because we're recording this in October, in case you didn't know. And that product then goes through a series of treatments and processes to put it in the bag so the farmer can plant it. And then next year's good to go. Mm -hmm. We're a whole year ahead. And actually, you're more than a year ahead. I'm really working on next year already. So we're, yeah, having to make plans 18 to 24 months ahead of time. Okay. And so then God puts a wrinkle into our plans with the uh, growing conditions we had this year, in particular, very peculiar, Hmm. the drought conditions we experienced from, what, mid-April to July? Yeah. It was pretty dry across Hmm. a good chunk of the Midwest, a lot of where we grow our crop. Yep. But then we had beautiful rains in July, praise God, mm-hmm. and August for the beans. How does that impact your plans? I mean, are you at, uh, praying late at night, please, Lord, let it rain? Or is it just, hey, we get it? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of prayer that goes into, okay. you know. <laughs> good. That's a good answer. <laughs> but it, it, you, you prepare for all sorts of outcomes, you, if you if you lead into any kind of long range development uh, planning process, you've really got to think of things in terms of a range and not just one outcome. If you if you walk, it's easier to lead teams and lead people with just a number, mm-hmm. but a number is not always truth, right? What's the what's your field of corn going to yield, David? Yeah, two hundred. Oh, sure. Is it really going to be two hundred? Well. Right. It's going to be likely a range will actually be a better set of information. And so if we develop our systems and our people and our leaders to think of things in terms of probabilistic ranges, uh, I think we'll make better decisions in the long run. And that's a that's maybe a personal belief. And I, I lead a lot of our. You, if you spend a lot of time around me, that theme will come up uh, regularly. So, okay. Yeah. One last technical question. Uh, that I get all the time, and it's interesting whether I'm talking to a group of students or maybe it's a, a group of the public that doesn't know what we do and why we do it. They say, why do you run over the corn? <laughs> and it's four by one or four by two. Yeah. And I try to explain that, and they look at me like I have four heads, and I try to explain to them, hey, this, this is why, but I, I, if you wouldn't mind, what is four by one versus four by two, and why do we run over the row? hybrids are really kind of another word for crossbreeds. If you're familiar with animals or, uh, you know, dogs. You, yeah. you, so Mini poos or whatever they're... Right? Yes. Poodles are a yeah. great example. Yep. They're crossed with everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it, we're... Morgan is half poodle, by the way, just true. in case you were wondering. That's how you get that nice yeah, beard. Exactly. All right. You there know? you go. Exactly right. <laughs> so genetically, and I don't know how to explain it from a genetic standpoint, but that crossbreed is a genetically superior offspring. Their inserts the seed business, you know, circa 1930s. And so 
we are still doing that same thing, you know, benefiting from that. There's a whole lot more, you know, as a seed industry and a seed business, a lot more things with the world of traits and just it's become more complicated uh, from that standpoint. But so there's still a need for a seed business, but fundamentally the seed business really evolved in the 1930s. And that's really where Beck's, uh, you know, obviously entered the seed business as that uh, kind of an organization. So male and female crossing it on a large scale across the whole field to make that, once that pollination from the one row happens to the other four rows, we don't want that one row because it's a self-pollinated row and we just need the crossbred seed. And uh, logistically, we haven't figured out all of the techniques to do that, uh, where we import pollen maybe uh, from mm-hmm. those and, and just- Like a drone maybe. Like a drone. The, David, we are experimenting with things and this is okay. where Brad Fruth and I get you know toe to toe and working on different ideas of what could it be like someday in the future. Uh, but uh, fundamentally right now, that's still the most efficient way to do it. Okay. Production. And I've used the example of, of that one row being the male row. Is yep. that right? That's what and we call it. Yep. The four are the female rows. Yep. And so one male row can pollinate four, but then there are times where that male doesn't produce as much pollen. So we need two to pollinate four. So that's the four by two versus one by four. Is that? That's right. Okay. Yep, you did it. Uh, I, I explained that and some people go, oh, I totally get that. And other people look at me and they go, I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'm going to bring you, on You can expert. lead a podcast now because you, you can explain that so go. well. Yeah, yeah, that's go. great. Yeah. I'm getting sore from patting myself <laughs> on the back. Uh, but no, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And that's really the production of seed yep. is right there. Yep. We are doing the crossbred thing because it's a better superior outcome than the inbred by itself. That's right. Okay. Now, let's say for a moment that Jason graduates from Purdue and he's all excited to get out into the working world. What would you have done that wouldn't have been Beck's hybrids? Who? Astronaut? <laughs> you know, uh, surgeon? Uh, uh, no, no. I Probably not with an Ag Econ degree, I, but... <laughs> I had a... I had a professor, one of my college advisors was trying to talk me into going to grad school and, and becoming a professor. Uh, I Ooh. did not want to be in the classroom. I, I didn't want that. I, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to have some uh, access that way. I was set to go back to the family farm. Okay. I was. I, I knew I always wanted to do something in agriculture. I really enjoyed production. Uh, but uh, the seed business and particularly Beck's, the way it's growing and all of the problems that are really opportunities uh, that present themselves, it's just too much fun to to to, to miss out on that. With the goatee though, we could a cardigan and a yeah, pipe. For you sure. Totally pull off the <laughs> yeah. professor thing. Yeah. You know, today's students. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if for sure, I know. had LASIK, so I, but I had glasses and that would have helped oh, even more. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you can still wear the frames. Yeah. yeah. Just no, oh, there you go. No lenses. Or yeah. the blue blocker option. Yeah. There you go. Now, the glasses. Oh that yeah. Are the yeah. Blue blocking I was just talking light. to somebody about that this morning. Then you can there look, you look the part without mm-hmm. needing studious. a prescription. Studious. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So if this ever, you know, really backfires and Scott decides he no longer needs you, you can fall back on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and get an online degree in being a professor. I've made enough <laughs> mistakes sure. uh, that uh, in my professional career, I probably could, you know, 
share just a few good, people. yeah, just teach people what not what? to do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Which is sometimes more important to learn from than the other. Yeah. We don't live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves. We ought to try to learn from other people. Yep. Amen to that. Hmm. Yeah. That's wisdom right there, ladies and gentlemen, in case you weren't listening, back it up and try it again. <laughs> it's, it is really, really hard to um, not repeat our own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I just hope and pray my children observe that and realize that they can do better and do different. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's my prayer anyway for my kids. A couple other items just on you and your family. What what do you do when you're not watching basketball or you, you like to vacation? You go to Aruba or what? what? Jamaica, Bahama. Yeah. Ooh, I want to take you. Uh, what are the Morehouse family... What do you, you do? You know, now that now the kids are getting big enough, we like to be outside. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll spend a lot of time out in the yard, uh, throwing football, uh, working in the woods, um, hiking, uh, just just being outdoors. Uh, the The Lord created mm. so many cool things for us to go discover outdoors. That and I spend too much time in the office. I I used to be when I was a little more actively engaged in day to day, like you know, what are we going to do today? Uh, I got a lot more outside time. And so now I, I really enjoy being outside. And if once we get tired, it's usually on the couch together, watching a Hallmark movie or, you know, something, you something like that. So nice. Yeah. Well, with seven and 10, it's, it's pretty difficult to find something you can watch as a family, but Hallmark hits the mark. It's, it's, and do you have a favorite Hallmark movie? <laughs> I don't uh-huh. necessarily have a favorite Hallmark movie. They're it's, all it's, good. It's, it's, it's all, you know? yeah, it's pretty predictable, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think. But the one that uh, the series, uh, When Calls the Heart, has been the mm. one that uh, we've kind of been watching the most mm. lately. Of course, we're coming in, I mean, it's going to be December when this airs, yeah, right? Yeah, so, I mean, like, that is quintessential Hallmark season, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Every they night, man. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So. Gentle snow falling outside, candles lit, yeah. and... Sipping a fine glass of whatever it is yeah. you sip. So, yeah. Do you have something? I feel like you I sip? haven't lost my man card. You guys are really helping me out here. <laughs> we got great. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got you. <laughs> oh, priceless. What What would you sip on if you're going to sip there and sip? Are you a Pepsi guy, a, wa- a wine guy, a I, bourbon I, guy? I like a I like a beer. I, okay. Yeah. Just yeah. And I, it doesn't need to be something special. Uh, I like to change it up a little bit. Uh, so like in the fall here, a, um, a Sam Adams Oktoberfest or yeah, good choice. 312 in the summer. I, I'll, I'll change it season by island. season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So very nice. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. variety. Right. And part of part of it is I just like to be creative. Right. The, mm-hmm. the Lord can teach you a lot of different things if you're willing to look at things differently, try different things. Yeah. And uh, so that's just probably why I try different drinks that way. Yeah, absolutely. One last hard question, and then I think I'm done. So Morgan, if you've got more, let me know. But um, why do you think she said yes? (laughs) I I mean, apart from the the clearly good looking, intelligent, you know, very wealthy individual that you are. What, what do you think she said yes? Boy, I don't know. Be, you ought to have her on this podcast. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> Is it Sarah with an H or no? Yeah, with an H, yeah. Okay. She's going to kill me that I suggested that. Yeah, uh, she is. <laughs> We're coming for you, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But how long did you date? Uh, Two years. Maybe okay. two, three years. So she knew what she was getting herself into. It wasn't, you mm-hmm. know. 
Okay. We, we met uh, through church, a small group. And uh, so we started, I think, in a pretty good way. And you bet. Uh, conversations led the right direction. And yeah. Here we are today, 15 are. years later. 15 years. Yep. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank congrats. you. That's awesome. Yeah. I lied. I do have one last question. Sure. If not production manager, what would you like to do at Bex Hybrids? Ooh. Education department, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, wherever someone sees that I am needed, I, I am not afraid to, I, I used to be pretty, and I still somewhat am this way. I still pretty just my lane focused. I don't try to meddle in other people's areas, but part of what I'm learning is being here for a while is I need to go get into other people's process because what decisions the production team's making may influence and or impact those other teams. And so when it comes down to the issue of, is it my responsibility to communicate something or is it my uh, expectation to listen to what other people have to say? The answer to both of those things is yes. yes. And so if I'm going to be a good teammate, I need to go find out what are you doing, David? What are you doing, Morgan? Yeah. How can, how can we help each other be more effective at either reaching the customer, producing the seed, doing whatever, whatever we are tasked to do. We've got to be able to be willing enough to be vulnerable with the things that we are doing, as well as being nosy, if you want to call it that, or interested enough in what someone else is doing that we can mm -hmm. help influence that. And so I am becoming more nosy into what other teams and other folks are doing. And I spend a little more time, uh, I guess, not heads down or not, you know, focused on just production process, but what, what else uh, are people doing? So I don't know where that leads. I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily why I'm doing that. I just feel like to be a successful team, I need to be doing more of that. And uh, so whatever that needs to look like, we'll figure that out together. Absolutely. So, there you go. That's servant leadership being modeled. It's inquisitive and you have genuine care for what other people do and how it impacts everybody. Your team included. I think that's just wise. Mm -hmm. uh, it's what needs to be done. For sure. Yeah. The, the blinders are, are, they're handy. We need those too every once in a while. But take the blinders off. Look around. How can I help? In two weeks, I'll be in uh, western Kansas. You're welcome to come with me. Oh. Doing a team retreat with Norm Hancock and his group. And uh, we have a great time. Hmm. There's fishing. There's bags. There's a, usually a bonfire. And we do do some training and do some fun events, things like that. And then we usually, you know, throw things at each other and have a great time. It's yeah. Kansas. I was going to say, I bet Norm knows how to have a good time. <laughs> and the man can cook. I bet. I've he makes that, his actually. breakfast and it's phenomenal. Huh. Yeah. Nice. He's a really, really, really good dude. So I invite you to Kansas with me anytime. Okay. It's a bit of a haul. It's uh, nine and a half hours from my house. Mm -hmm. So I just, ew. anyway. I like to tell people that, we're not in Kansas anymore. Oh, wait. Wait. We, we are. We are. We, we are, are now. Wow. Yeah, we are. Yep. <laughs> and Nebraska and the Delta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, it's been interesting to see the explosion of growth mm -hmm. in this organization. So God bless us. Fun to be a part. Anything else I missed? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. We're going to get to the hard part. The fun, fast five. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't pick up on this earlier, Jason likes to prepare. 
and he received a podcast planner with some of the questions I asked today. Most of them I didn't ask. We had a lot more fun doing it this way. Yeah. The Fun Fast Five are not on there. He had no ability to prepare. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, exactly. So here we go. Rich or loyal friend? Ooh, a loyal friend. Okay. Falling leaves or a blooming flower? Ooh, blooming flower. You like spring. It's yeah. getting the crop on the ground. Yeah, getting started. Fair enough. A wild or a domestic animal? Uh, domestic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get eaten by the cat. You'd rather just pet the cat. I like I like the the idea of production of domestic uh, oh, and uh, okay. being useful for something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. He's in production. Um, <laughs> walk slow or walk fast. Fast. Yeah. 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 I didn't even need to ask that one. And then last but not least, name brand or discount brand. Generic. Um. Name brand. Tell me why. Um. It it there's more quality uh, perceived with that. There's a lot more at stake with name brand, and I Ooh. believe that those that are behind a name and a brand uh, are willing to do all the little things a little bit better. Absolutely, well said. Yep. Yeah, well you said. do get what you pay for. Yep, in life. Right. Yep. And that's why I look at clearance racks, hoping to find name brand. Yeah, and exactly. Price. exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's, that's Goodwill the way we roll. shopping for the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Which, by the way, that's become popular again. These college kids are oh, wearing yeah. clothes from Goodwill. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my son is, is one of them being in college and he walks around campus and people are like, wow, where did you get that drip? <laughs> that's, that's how they describe it. Yeah. Drip. Drip. Man, I am so old. Yeah. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> they speak in words yes. I do not understand. In my day, that was cool. Yes. Right? So I, Groovy no. was before that. <laughs> so we went from groovy to cool to awesome to drip. Okay. Hmm. All right. You be looking Man, I learned drip. something new today. Well, yeah, Thanks, I did too, actually. That's great. That's I great. tell you what, the things our kids can teach us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to have you, Jason. Yeah, Thank it's been you. awesome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thrilled you made it. And uh, you did great, by the way. You, you yeah, rock you star did. guest. I think so, anyway. And thank you for always telling me where your teams are every time I call you. And <laughs> spring and fall. And I'm like, I need somebody now to go film. <laughs> what you don't know is I'm like, uh, where yeah. are they? You're like, let me yeah. get back to you. <laughs> They're working. I just don't know where. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's delegation. Times. It's all about delegation. It's all about right delegation. There. Yep. Amen. Cool. Thank you for joining us today on Across the Acres, where our goal is to connect, challenge, and inspire. Thrilled to have you along. Please give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast provider of your choice. And until next time, we will catch you across the acres. Across the acres.